This episode is brought to you by Pronamel. Not all our favorite foods and drinks are BFFs with our teeth. Salad dressing, seltzers, and fruits can be enamel enemies. So if you eat or drink those things regularly, your enamel could be at risk. And once it's gone, it's gone. Pronamel Intensive Enamel Repair penetrates deep into the enamel surface, locking in vital minerals to repair acid-weakened enamel. And with new Pronamel Repair mouthwash, you can enhance that repair beyond just brushing. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair anywhere you buy toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit Pronamel.com. Ready? Okay. Give me a beach. Beach! Give me great food. Tacos! Give me adventure. Hiking! Give me a date night. Sunset cruise! Give me some smiles. Cheese! Give me more beaches. Beaches! What's that spell? San Diego! If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your trip at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk. Comedians or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Hello and welcome to Savor, production of iHeartRadio. I'm Annie Reese. And I'm Lauren Vogelbaum. And today we're talking about Chef Boyardee, the the brand. Yes, because it, it came up recently in our oregano episode. Um, mm-hmm. And I did not know that Chef Boyardee was a real person. That was yeah. a wonderful, shocking surprise to me. So here we are. We thought we would dig into that a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And... Um, I did not grow up in a Chef Boyardee household. I So I was under the misunderstanding mm-hmm. that Lauren corrected that SpaghettiOs was a uh, Chef Boyardee product. And I probably had that like three or four times in my life. Um, okay. So I don't know that I've ever had Chef Boyardee because <laughs> that's what I thought that was my experience with it. When it came to canned foods, I ate a lot of baby corn. I loved it. And oh, those, like, oh, I know. Okay. okay. I know. Ugh. And then those like new potatoes. I loved the cans uh-huh. of that. And then um, green beans and green beans. Like I canned green beans are fine. Um, they're usually not great, but I do have a pretty strong nostalgia for them because I loved them so yeah. much when I was a kid. Oh, me too. Yeah. There's there's something about that texture that's both unpleasant and also very nostalgic. 
Yeah. And, and, and yet SpaghettiOs are a rival brand to Chef Boyardee. They're from Campbell's. <gasps> yeah. Uh-huh. Um, I will say Chef Boyardee also has canned hoops of pasta. Uh-huh. Which I love. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I'm not sure if they can call them O's or not. Um, and certainly not O's of the spaghetti form. Never. But <laughs> I, I it did eat a certain amount of canned pasta when I was a kid from, from both brands. Um, it might have helped that I was at perhaps like peak canned pasta age, um, mm. which for me I would say was like five or six years old when my family lived in Ohio and Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. which is where the Boyardee brand is from. Um, and uh, my, my mother at the time uh, worked in art and frame shops around Cleveland, and one of her frequent customers was Mrs. Boyardee. Oh, that's so cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And I was so impressed. Five-year-old Lauren was like, yes. you know a famous person. A celebrity. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, my So my mom and I recently did like a pretty strict two-week quarantine and then we'll see each other because I hadn't seen her since uh, December um mm -hmm. and it was really funny because I I, we it was when I was doing the research for this episode and she kind of randomly ate um some chef boyardee randomly to me because I've never seen her eat it before and Hmm. she said like she had a craving for it and we got in a whole conversation about Uh nostalgia and and um it's just funny it was one of those like Food podcast moments of fortuitousness. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Huh. Well, I guess uh, this this brings us to our question. Yes. Chef Boyardee. What is it? Well, uh, Chef Boyardee is a brand of ready-to-eat Italian-American foods and meal kits, mostly canned pastas and either creamy or tomato-y sauces, some microwavable cups for even quicker meals, and uh, some, some pizza dough and sauce kits, which apparently used to contain a cheese packet as well, but they no longer do, and this is contentious. <laughs> of course it is. Yes, And yes, the brand is named for an actual facts chef. His picture is the picture on the package. It's that guy. Um, Though it's a little bit hard to tell what stories about him are real and what are like marketing tall tales at this point. Yeah. But they have a whole line of products. Um, The the classics are like a spaghetti and meatballs in a tomato sauce, beef ravioli in a tomato and meat sauce, beefaroni. Um, which is short lengths of noodles in tomato and meat sauce. The Meat Lovers, which includes like tube noodles of some kind and uh, Italian sausage in that same sauce. And uh, lasagna, by which they mean wider, curly-edged noodles in that sauce. But over the years, they featured a whole bunch of different sauces. Uh, Butter sauce, cheese sauce, Parmesan sauce, Alfredo-style, chili, cheesy meat, which I find fascinating. (laughs) Like a vegetarian tomato sauce? Oh, my goodness. What? They've got products with rice, uh, some with a couple vegetables other than, you know, like tomatoes and onions, uh, some with chicken instead of beef or pork, a couple of cauliflower-based pasta things, and, gosh, any dang number of pasta shapes. Um, elbow <laughs> macaroni and shells, your, your, your ABCs and one, two, threes, wagon wheels, co-branded tie-in shapes. Right now, they've got SpongeBob and Paw Patrol lines. SpongeBob? Of pasta shapes. 
A few years back, DC Comics had a line. When I was a kid, there were uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle cans, uh, uh-huh. and they were advertised aggressively during, mm-hmm. like, after-school and Saturday morning cartoon blocks. Yeah. 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 I feel like my my older brother, my older brother loved Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and I seem to recall a lot of Teenage Mutant mm. Ninja Turtle food products. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that and, like, Ghostbusters. One of my favorite things was was High C's like Ecto Cooler. Oh, it had yeah. Slimer on the package, which made me think it was the coolest stuff ever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> anyway, um, uh, yeah, uh, Chef Boyardee is is definitely marketed to to kids and to adults who are looking for something quick and unpretentious and nostalgic. Um, and and you know. They taste good. They're salty and tangy sweet and, and rich. Uh, the texture of the pastas is, is soft, if that's a thing that you're into. Um, the, the the meat is tender, you know. Yeah, yeah. I was I was kind of jealous of my mom when she was eating it. it oh. <laughs> <laughs> she said she only had the one can. <laughs> ah, yes. ah. Oh, dear can. I got it. I got it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hmm. What about the nutrition? Uh, as with many canned products, uh, you know, salt and sugar and fat are used pretty liberally in these recipes in order to create products that can survive the canning process that makes them shelf-stable while still tasting good and, uh, you know, keeping the price relatively low. Read your nutrition labels. Uh, sometimes products that are purporting to be healthier choices, like a, like a, like that cauliflower-based pasta versus wheat-based pasta, aren't actually that much of an improvement. If you're watching your sodium or fat intake, I'd say maybe skip <laughs> this line of products. Uh, they do have some protein, though. I mean, you know, I'd say that they will fill you up, but won't keep you going in the long run. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Also, mm-hmm. I mean, disclaimer, probably obvious, but they are not a sponsor of ours. We are just oh no, food this is connoisseurs. Just a- <laughs> <laughs> we are collectors of food knowledge and uh, yeah. piqued our interest. It did. It did. No brands, brand histories, especially brands that that were named for an actual human person, are, are super fascinating. Yes. Yes. Or even sometimes even the ones like Betty Crocker. Betty Crocker is an interesting oh, story. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, it is. Yeah. Well, right. Right. See, some some are some are fascinating because they're a real person, and some are fascinating because they're not. Yes. Yes. People believe it so hard they cry when they get to the headquarters and they're told the truth. <laughs> Oh, oh no, they do. Yes, what? there's a so there's always a Betty Crocker on site. There's a woman, you know, doing the role of Betty Crocker, and she says, uh, I read an interview with one of the more recent ones, and she says she always has a box of tissues for when people find out <laughs> that Betty Crocker isn't real, and they start wow. crying. Uh huh. I yeah no sure sure uh, you know like like people get really wrapped up in 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 food food culture and in in personalities and. Uh, characters and so yeah totally yeah and huh. I definitely I think it's more like they don't think that's really well obviously probably they don't think that's really Betty Crocker but they thought she was based on a real person yeah when being a housewife is pretty much the occupation for a lot of women and you were alone and you didn't have the internet Betty Crocker was this really comforting voice that you could listen to on the radio yeah. mm-hmm. and they'd be people formed a connection with her mm-hmm. um I totally see it I totally see it uh Anyway, future episode. Yeah, yeah. Uh, y- y- y'all talked about her, though, over on uh, Stuff Mom Never Told You, right? Yes. Yes, we did. Yeah. So yeah. you can go check that out if you're interested. Yeah. 
and or future episode over here. But yes, yes. for now, we have a very small number of numbers. Yes. But still, they count as numbers. <laughs> they do. It's it's hard to track down solid, continual numbers for a product like this because these markets are real volatile. I think that the Boyardee brand makes something like over $350 million in sales per year as of 2016, and that it had done that for a long time, and that then there was a dip, which we'll talk about in the history section, but that's kind of back where they are now. And as of 2016, um, they held 55% of the market share of prepared pasta. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right, Chef Boyardee. Well, that's where they are now, but how did they get there? Ah, we will let you know, but first, we'll take a quick break for a word from our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by Pronamel. Not all our favorite foods and drinks are BFFs with our teeth. Salad dressing, seltzers, and fruits can be enamel enemies. So if you eat or drink those things regularly, your enamel could be at risk. And once it's gone, it's gone. Pronamel Intensive Enamel Repair penetrates deep into the enamel surface, locking in vital minerals to repair acid-weakened enamel. And with new Pronamel Repair mouthwash, you can enhance that repair beyond just brushing. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair anywhere you buy toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit Pronamel.com. Ready? Okay. Give me a beach. Beach. Give me great food. Tacos. Give me adventure. Hiking. Give me a date night. Sunset cruise. Give me some smiles. Cheese. Give me more beaches. Beaches. What's that spell? San Diego. If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your trip at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. Me. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no spy girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. Just being me. Amy Winehouse, Back to Black, directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R, under 17, not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. Today I'm going to give you some straightforward advice on how to deal with naughty kids. How about instead of timeouts, time ins? Time for you to start paying some bills. I'm JB Smoove, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. Inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber, live like a giggillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit at slash hypergig for details. And we're back. Thank you, sponsor. Yes, thank you. And we're back with the history of one Ettore Hector Boyardi. So I looked up the Italian, and I find it fascinating that even I've listened to it several times, my association, my Americanized association with this product is so strong that mm-hmm. I keep finding myself slipping into saying it more like Boyardi, <laughs> Boyardi. And that's, as we talked about in our oregano episode, that's one of the reasons he changed it. Yeah. 
mm-hmm. because salespeople and customers couldn't pronounce it. So, yeah, and um, and Hector was was not the name that he was technically born with. Uh, right. uh, Ettore uh, was the Italian version, and it got switched over probably when he came through Ellis Island. But I uh, I, I imagine when he came through Ellis Island, although uh, he might he might have changed it himself. Yes, yes. So disclaimer out there. I'm going to try to pronounce it closer to the Italian way, but I I feel that Boyardi? yeah yeah I think I'm gonna slip as we go <laughs> through. <laughs> um, so Boyardi was born in 1897 in northern Italy, and the stories around this kid would have you believing that he knew uh, he was going to be a chef from birth. Um, <laughs> that he used a whisk as a rattle. That he was an apprentice <laughs> for a chef in a hotel by the age 11 which sounds like one of those sitcoms where the, the child prodigy becomes a doctor at age nine or whatever. <laughs> and uh, like you said, Lauren, there are so many legends and marketing things. Hard to say. It is. It is. Uh, uh, Pia, Piacenza specifically is their hometown in, in Italy. And and times were different then. Uh, according to his grandniece, Anna, all the brothers of the Boyardi family were all working in restaurants by like age eight. So if that's accurate, then it's not like impossible to see how he was given an apprenticeship by age 11. Um, but it, who mysteries history? <laughs> Indeed. Uh, in 1914, at the age of 16, Boyardi made the journey to Ellis Island in search of opportunities. And he started at the kitchen in New York's famous and swanky Plaza Hotel, where his older brother Paul was the maitre d'. A year later, he made head chef, and he was hired away soon after to be the head chef at Barbetta, a restaurant still in operation to this day. According to his New York Times obituary, he catered the wedding reception of President Woodrow Wilson and his second wife in 1915 at West Virginia's Greenbrier Hotel, which was a very elite resort. Um, Just a reminder, if this is true, he had only been in the U.S. for about a year and was 17 years old, somewhere in there. Uh, apparently, the Wilsons were so thrilled with Boyardi's work, they tasked him with catering the meal for 2,000 soldiers returning home from World War I in 1918. Ooh. Yeah. He moved to Cleveland, Ohio in 1917, starting a job managing the kitchen at Hotel Winton. He, along with his new wife, Helen, opened a restaurant of their own in 1924 called Il Giardino d'Italia, or the Garden of Italy. It quickly became a popular staple in Cleveland. People waited in line to get in. It really made a name for itself pretty quickly. And the dish this restaurant was most well known for was this freshly made spaghetti topped with cheese. People loved it, loved it. They loved it so much that they wanted to make it at home. So Boyardi started offering take-home kits with dry pasta, cheese, and marinara sauce, along with the instructions on how to cook it. Um, I think in the beginning, he spent a lot of his, in heavy quotes, free time uh, ladling the the marinara into clean bottles of uh, milk, what had been for milk. Um, Oh, uh uh uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was such a massive hit that eventually, like, that became untenable to keep doing. Um, So much so, the profits from takeout began to eclipse the money he made from dining customers. And this gave him an idea. 
With the help of some regular patrons that owned a local grocery store chain, he figured out the canning process and linked up with a national distributor. Uh, And there's a story that was written by one Robert L. Wolk um, that went up in the Washington Post about Boyardi contacting this Indiana canning company, all like, I run a restaurant in Cleveland, and I'm catering parties by putting my spaghetti in a bucket. Can spaghetti get canned? Uh, and the employee, the, the the author's father, who he contacted there, was like, well, you can can almost anything, but I don't know what it would taste like. Let's try. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I believe yeah. we discussed in our uh, tomato episode that there is the acid in tomatoes was kind of tricky for people to figure out how to can yeah. for a minute. So, well... It worked out. <laughs> yep. Boyardi and his brothers got a small processing plant up and running. And in 1928, the Chef Boyardi Food Company was born. And it's spelled with the Italian spelling in its original iteration. Mm-hmm. Um, the first product they offered was a carton of spaghetti dinner. So this was a jar of spaghetti sauce, a box of spaghetti, complete with a package of Parmesan cheese. And it came in three styles of sauce, traditional Mushroom and spicy Naples style, which I'm very intrigued by. Hmm. Um, the kits sold well, but Boyardi noticed that his American salespeople, yes, and customers had trouble with the name, so he changed it to the phonetic Boyardi. Because these products were inexpensive, tasty, and easy to make, they became a popular option during the Great Depression, and this helped introduce Italian food to people across the United States. And the ingredients he used were fairly high quality. The company is one of the biggest importers of Italian olive oil and Parmesan cheese. And in 1938, they relocated to Milton, Pennsylvania, when the farmers there agreed to grow a particular tomato type for the company. They grew uh, their own mushrooms, too. At its peak, the factory was churning out 250,000 cans a day. A day. Who? Yes. As we said in our oregano episode, Boyardi was commissioned by the U.S. military for rations for the Army during World War II. In response, the factory expanded their operation hours to 24 hours a day, producing cans of spaghetti. For this work, he was awarded the Gold Star for Civilian Service, which is one of the top honors civilians can receive for service to the U.S. military. Mm-hmm. Boyardi's smiling face was featured on the packaging from the get-go, appearing in print ads and later some of the very first television commercials. In this way, he became one of the first celebrity chefs. By 1946, the demand for these products had reached such a point that Boyardi was ready to sell the company. And he also wanted to find a way to keep on the extra staff he'd hired to keep up with the extended hours of World War II. At the time, there were 5,000 employees. The sell he did to American Home Products for $6 million. Briardi stayed on as a consultant until 1978. At the time of sale, the company was making about $20 million a year. Huh. Uh, I I know I just keep saying that this episode, but so many of these numbers are so huge. Um, Yeah. Uh, I did want to put in here that some at some point during the 60s and 70s, the Chef Boyardee brand uh, expanded to frozen pizzas, uh, oh. but then those went away and are merely a, a, a sweet frozen memory. <laughs> <laughs> Echoes of food past, lost forever. <laughs> um, 
along with his son Mario Boyardi, also opened a flooring and tile company called Boyardi Products, which is still around to this day. Huh, yeah. I looked it up. It has a nice picture of the storefront. Uh, Boyardi died at age 87 in 1985. Milton put up a statue in his honor in 2013. And I I have here a Seinfeld reference that I think is the very first time that I've ever beat you to putting a Seinfeld reference into um, into an outline. Okay, so in 1995, uh, in the Seinfeld episode, The Hot Tub, the original script called for Kramer feeding the horse. Kramer is feeding this horse, and he fed it beefaroni in the original script. Um, but the Boyardee company objected. And so that's how the name of the product on the show, uh, on, on the final airing of the episode, was Beefarino. Yes. It gave the horse a lot of gas. <laughs> it, ge- it gives the horse a lot of gas, yeah. <laughs> As of May of 1997, which, which is only like a year or so out from the show, from Seinfeld ending, Chef Boyardee was the only company to ever turn down a mention on the show. Wow. Although to be fair, I guess they only they only checked like their, their legal team only checked when they thought someone might have an objection. And I guess that you know a very flatulent horse, right, is a pretty fair objection to the use of your product. Yeah, sure. Uh, <laughs> it's not like that product comes out with the the best light. The end of that episode. Mm, no, no. Yeah. Also, got beefarino is just. Very funny to yes. say out loud. So I'm really glad that Chef Boyardee yes. pushed back. Yes. Beeperino is excellent. Thank you so much for bringing the Seinfeld memory <laughs> back to me. This is great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I suspect it's the first and only time, but um, <laughs> but I'm glad I'm glad I could help. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> uh, in the year 2000, uh, ConAgra would purchase the company that held the Chef Boyardee brand at the time. And although sales remained strong through the early 2000s, thanks in part to more co-branded tie-ins, like with the World Wrestling Federation and with NASCAR, um, Chef Boyardee sales began to dip over the next decade or so. Uh, A lot of long-standing brand name pre-packaged food companies had faltered during this time due to a, a combination of factors. Um, you know, there was a greater emphasis on fresh foods and home cooking. And simultaneously, a lot of store brands came out with, like, more suitable, less expensive alternatives to those relatively expensive brand names. Um, even the the then-new chief executive of ConAgra, one Sean Connolly, told Fox Business back in 2017 A lot of what's crept into big companies is internal focus, bureaucracy, PowerPoint presentations, the antithesis of agility. Oh, swinging hard at PowerPoint. Right? I'm like, (laughs) thank you, sir. Golf clap. Yes. Yes. Yes, that's funny. (laughs) (laughs) Reminds me of our, we used to have this video series called Trapped in a Meeting. And I feel like that's sort of what he's describing. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, that's that's a weird, beautiful one. If y'all ever want to see Josh and Chuck of Stuff You Should Know um, doing a very strange bit that I think is spectacular. Yeah, um, agreed. 
<laughs> um, also, I'm trying really hard not to laugh through the entire thing because our boss, Connell, who is also sometimes an actor, mm-hmm. just got up and improved like 45 straight minutes of absolute business BS. <laughs> yes. And it was hilarious. It's the stuff of legends, yeah. Yeah, we were all trying to keep a straight face. At any rate. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, In 2011, uh, Boyardi's grandniece, Anna Boyardi, uh, uh, previously mentioned, released a book called Delicious Memories, Recipes and Stories from the Chef Boyardi family. (laughs) I love it. In in 2014, YouTuber LavaPix, somewhat famous for uploading pictures of things being consumed by lava uploaded a video of a can of Chef Boyardee ravioli getting consumed by a flow of lava. This is not something I knew existed. Uh, and now want to check out immediately. Yeah. I mean, lava's pretty. Things exploding is funny. <laughs> In, yeah. in certain context. <laughs> well, okay. Thank, thank you, Annie. That's you're a better person than I am. Um. <laughs> Just looking out. Just looking out. <laughs> Appreciate it. <laughs> mm-hmm. In 2015, Chef Boyardee and their current parent company, ConAgra, were sued for the use of deceptive advertising. Uh, Their labeling claimed their products were free of preservatives, but they did, in fact, use a preservative by the name of citric acid, which is present in all citrus fruits and even naturally produced in the human body. The plaintiff behind the lawsuit was looking for $5 million to be paid out to any purchasers of Chef Boyardee products in the preceding three years, but it was ultimately dismissed. Yeah, citric acid is one of those things that it's it's a it's a flavoring too. I it's both. That that that's a separate episode. Anyway, um yeah, uh, uh it was around that time 2015 or so that the brand really began emphasizing Boyardi's story in in their advertising. In 2018, they released a line of throwback recipes that involve more premium ingredients like beef meatballs m- made with what sounds like like I'd use to make beef meatballs mm-hmm. um, instead of out of stuff like a soy protein concentrate and mechanically separated chicken, stuff like that. Right. They're also 50% more expensive um, than the, the, the normal line and tend to be even higher in fat and salt, which I found interesting. That, that's Yeah, I, I find that interesting too. Of like when I was a kid, I much preferred home-style chicken noodle soup. But, it, you know, it was in a can. <laughs> it's just the, the yeah. addition of home style it cracks me up. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's the same thing. These are still canned products. Right. But sure. The campaign for this line's release um, involved a song with an accompanying music video. And this song is called Start the Party. Uh-huh. And it features Donny Osmond and Lil Yachty. Oh, that's not a mashup. I was in, I, there's a lot of things going on here that I'm <laughs> a little surprised by. This song hit number three on Spotify's most popular playlist. What? Oh. I say with a question mark. 
I've got to check it out. Now, you were presenting a lot of cultural things that I have missed <laughs> and must be corrected. Uh, I could not even begin to imagine what this sounds like. You know, I honestly didn't look it up because I wasn't sure if I had the strength today <laughs> for yeah. whatever that's going to look like. <laughs> you need to be in the right place for sure. Yep. <laughs> Watch out for your mental health, you know. Yeah, yep. <laughs> Maybe one day you can return. I hope so. I think so, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, gosh. Uh, the, the the brand has overall been seeing an uptick um, in sales over the past couple years. And it did get a boost from COVID-19 isolation, from, uh, you know, people making a rush on shelf-stable and nostalgic products. Um, Like stores have been selling out um, and ConAgra overall has increased production across uh, a lot of their brands. Also, right now, uh, as of like five days ago, um, someone put up a petition on change.org related to the Black Lives Matter movement, um, a petition to replace a statue of Christopher Columbus that's in Cleveland's Tony Brush Park, which is in the, the city's Little Italy neighborhood, to replace the statue of Columbus with a statue of Boyardee. (laughs) And this petition is really great. It makes a number of excellent points. I do want to quote for you the end of the petition because I cannot think of a better way to end this episode. It's time for Cleveland to remove its statue to a genocidal sociopath with a bowl cut and erect a statue to an immigrant success story who enriched our community with his food and iconic mustache. Agreed. Iconic <laughs> mustache. Yes. Um, love it. Uh, isn't there yeah. Isn't there a petition to change the name of Columbus to Flavortown? <laughs> because Guy Fieri is from there? I have not seen that one, but... That yeah. sounds like a thing that would exist. Nope, so. it's definitely a thing that exists. It's got thousands of signatures. So can you imagine if they if it becomes Flavor Town and then you can go visit the Chef Boyardee statue? That that would truly I I say this with only a, the smallest amount of irony. Like that would be beautiful. That would be really nice. That would make me so happy. And I'm not sure that the humans who live there would be as equally pleased with living in Flavortown. Yeah. But I I would be psyched about that. <laughs> like, if Atlanta was like, you know what, we're Flavortown now, I would be like, strange pivot, but great. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't imagine, like, teaching your, your kids if you had kids. So... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, hey, hey. <laughs> they've got they've got to learn about Flavortown somehow. It's true. It's true. It's true. I think this is a as good a place as any to to end <laughs> this episode. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's clearly all we have to say. Yes. <laughs> Oh, we we do have some listener mail for you. Uh, But first, we've got one more quick break for a word from our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by Pronamel. Not all our favorite foods and drinks are BFFs with our teeth. 
salad dressings, seltzers, and fruits can be enamel enemies. So if you eat or drink those things regularly, your enamel could be at risk. And once it's gone, it's gone. Pronamel Intensive Enamel Repair penetrates deep into the enamel surface, locking in vital minerals to repair acid-weakened enamel. And with new Pronamel Repair mouthwash, you can enhance that repair beyond just brushing. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair anywhere you buy toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit Pronamel.com. Ready? Okay. Give me a beach. Beach. Give me great food. Tacos. Give me adventure. Hiking. Give me a date night. Sunset cruise. Give me some smiles. Cheese. Give me more beaches. Beaches. What's that spell? San Diego. If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your trip at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. Me. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no spy girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. Today I'm going to give you some straightforward advice on how to deal with naughty kids. How about instead of timeouts, time ins? Time for you to start paying some bills. I'm JB Smoove, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. Inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber, live like a giggillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit att.com slash hypergig for details. And we're back. Thank you, sponsor. Yes, thank you. And we're back with a listener. Listener. Beautiful. That was excellent, Thank Warren. you. Yeah. That was excellent, Annie. <laughs> Together, we were both excellent. Yes. Yes. Mike wrote, Hello, I was listening to your podcast on Green Onions, and you brought up a garden mishap involving garlic, and you mentioned smell. I'd like to share with you my own gardening mishap involving garlic. I was oh. living in southern Arkansas for three years, and had a great garden. I ended up taking a job in my hometown in Illinois and moved. A roommate was taking care of our Arkansas house and my garden until I was able to move everything to Illinois. By the time I got down there in the middle of the hot Arkansas summer, he had let my garden go and it was full of weeds. Luckily, I was able to salvage my garlic. Once packed up, I picked said garlic plants and made the mistake of putting it in the U-Haul we had rented. Like I said, this was midsummer with temps in the upper 90s and a drive to Illinois of 10 hours. You oh, can no. imagine how bad it smelled when I opened that door in Illinois. All of the furniture reeked of garlic for months <laughs> after, and my wife even had me throw some stuff out because it was so bad. Anyway, thought you might get a chuckle out of my mistake. And yes. Oh, no. I'm, yes. Sorry. Uh, condolences, but that is quite funny. <laughs> That's very, very amusing. Oh, no, though. <laughs> I had a similar incident. It wasn't as, this bad at all, but I, I took a road trip with a friend, and we were in Nevada. Uh, we stayed at, in Vegas for four or five days, 
and we we were walking up to our car to leave, and we both had this moment where we paused, looked at each other in horror, and said at the same time, I kid you not, the bananas. <laughs> and we had left this, like, bunch of bananas in there, and the smell was horrendous. And we were, like, only halfway oh. through our road trip. Oh, wow. It was bad. And they had, like, fermented into goo. It was hard to clean. Oh, sure. Oh, banana car. We call it the banana car incident. <laughs> Oh, oh. Oof. Mm. I I get, I'm trying to think if I had, I, I don't have anything in a motor vehicle like that. But um, the the first time, like I was, I was like a young professional. I was like just out of college and I was super proud of myself because I like, I like with my like first paycheck, I like went and bought a crock pot and I felt really adult yeah. and everything. Um, and I think I was so worked up about the entire experience that I wasn't paying attention to the recipe and I I put in so much more garlic than it called for. Yeah. Like like probably like it probably called for like one or two right cloves and I probably put in like a head. Ooh. I was just like this seems like a lot but that's going to be delicious. I love garlic. And yeah, within like within like an hour it mm. was it was bad to the point that, yes, it was a garlic apartment for at least a week. <laughs> That's uh, That was life trying to keep you humble. Uh. <laughs> it was. Yeah. It was. You know, I'm not going to say that I needed that right, <laughs> right then. Sure. But, but, the, but the, lesson, the lesson is always welcome. Yes, <laughs> indeed. <laughs> uh, Maggie wrote... I was listening to your Green Onion Scallions episode, and it sent me down memory lane. I currently reside in California, but was born and raised in Taiwan, and green onions were a staple item there. They're often used as toppings for food, soup, porridge, grilled meat, even the infamous stinky tofu. But as you mentioned in the episode, green onions are often used to make scallion pancakes, and they've been one of my favorite food items. This historic food item, originally meant for farmers to eat on the go, has become an iconic street food. Here in Taiwan, you can always find a street food vendor selling scallion pancakes near tourist attractions. Some vendors even became so famous that they are the attraction. There are lots of varieties, including but not limited to scallion with fried egg pancake, thousand-layer scallion pancake, thick scallion pancake, like about an inch, um, and exploding egg scallion pancake. The, the exploding egg is where they wrap an egg within the pancake and deep fry it just enough that the outside is crispy but the yolk is runny, so it explodes when you bite in. Ooh. Side note, exploding egg is a homonym to bomb in Mandarin. All of that is to say that I miss Taiwan and my family. I live here alone, and with the current situation, I don't think I'd be able to go back anytime soon. So typing all of these out is sort of helping me cope with my homesickness. P.S. Scallion is such a prominent plant here that my brother Jim once vowed to make a scallion craft beer out of his brewery. Ooh. I mean. Uh, in, in Taiwan, it's called Jim and Dad's for anyone who's looking for breweries in Taiwan. I mean, uh, I'm into it. I right? I would like to try that. Yes. <laughs> I would I would I would definitely like to try that. That sounds 
you know, like there's there's a lot of flavors and and especially kind of like hoppy beers, um, pale ales and et cetera that that have like kind of like grassy notes and scallion also has some grassy notes. Mm-hmm. So I'd be be interested to see what would what would happen there. Mm-hmm. I would too. And all those scallion pancakes sound delicious. So oh yes. Oh, 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 all right. The cravings are setting in. The cravings. (laughs) Thanks to both of them for writing in. If you would like to write to us, you can. Our email is hello at saverpod.com. We're also on social media. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at saverpod. And we do hope to hear from you. Saver is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, you can visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Thanks, as always, to our super producers, Dylan Fagan and Andrew Howard. Thanks to you for listening, and we hope that lots more good things are coming your way. This episode is brought to you by Pronamel. Not all our favorite foods and drinks are BFFs with our teeth. Salad dressing, seltzers, and fruits can be enamel enemies. So if you eat or drink those things regularly, your enamel could be at risk. And once it's gone, it's gone. Pronamel Intensive Enamel Repair penetrates deep into the enamel surface, locking in vital minerals to repair acid-weakened enamel. And with new Pronamel Repair mouthwash, you can enhance that repair beyond just brushing. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair anywhere you buy toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit Pronamel.com. Ready? Okay. Give me a beach. Beach. Give me great food. Tacos. Give me adventure. Hiking. Give me a date night. Sunset cruise. Give me some smiles. Cheese. Give me more beaches. Beaches. What's that spell? San Diego. If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your trip at San Diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.